1: Joining me on Level Up this week, I'm delighted to welcome back to the podcast Foot Donk, content creator and a prominent member of the FIFA community on so- all social medias now. Uh, Foot Dunk, really appreciate you coming on again. Uh, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm not feeling too bad, mate. Uh, how are you?
1: Yeah, very good, thank you. Very good. Uh, I really appreciate you spending time to come on again. And um, I want to say thank you as well um, to our listeners who listened to our last episode with you, the Future Stars slash Winter Refresh kind of promo episode that we did. Obviously, Winter Refresh didn't turn out to be anything in the end, which is a bit weird, but um, we had almost 15,000 listeners to that episode and it was really popular. So everyone who's listened to that, I really appreciate it. And if you haven't subscribed or liked our episodes previously, please do. Uh, But yeah, that was one of our most popular episodes. So I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, today we're going to talk about the Team of the Season promo, which is one of the biggest FIFA Ultimate Team promos there is Second, really, only behind Team of the Year. Would you agree with that?
0: I think so. I think, in general, it's probably actually bigger, like a bigger event, almost, um, than Team of the Year. But they were, they're the two marquee times in FIFA that I think people pinpoint towards is Team of the Year, Team of the Season.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, do you think it's a bit early, though? Because, I mean, the season hasn't finished. We don't know who's won League Un, for example. We don't know who's won La Liga but a few tight title races around Europe it seems a bit early to be picking these
0: yeah i do feel like they could have delayed it they've they've done it a few times now where they have been a bit earlier in the season uh, but i've got a feeling that's um probably mainly because of the uh, euros that's coming this year so i guess they've got something up their sleeve for that and other promos coming but it does it does feel like they could have delayed team the season maybe a couple of weeks just to get it more towards the end of the season but because we're already um three weeks in now it's crazy it's almost been a month for team of the season already
1: (laughs) yeah and it's it's gonna carry on till june 11th by the look of it according to a couple of predictions that have been out there we've got a way to go yet um but let's let's catch up on what's happened first of all so historically the team of the season begins with a community vote for the community team of the season where the community fever community can come together and Vote for their community team of the season. So there are some rules of the community team of the season in that they can't have had an informed card before. They changed that this year. Oh, did they?
0: Yeah, you can have um, you can have one team of the week card.
1: One team of the week card.
0: Yeah, okay. any more, any more, and your um, yeah, you you're not able to get in. I think they actually changed that last year where it's just the one. I think they did that because to increase the well, the you know how good the actual team is itself, because if you pick players that haven't had even a single informal season, it's kind of very pinched and sometimes can not be as good. But this year has been pretty decent, to be fair, and last year's was alright as well.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I do, I do have that written down. I don't know why I said that. I think I'm reading, I'm reading a page from like an old uh, FIFA Ultimate Team Team of the Season. Yeah, promo, it was,
0: so. it, it, it was like that previously.
1: Yeah, yeah. So one informed card then, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, the team that was picked, like you said, I mean, we had a few players over 90. We had a few high 80s as well. Pretty much all of them were above 87, which is which is mental. And so some of the best players we had were obviously Aaron Wan-Bissaka, 92 rated Manchester United. Yeah. We had yeah. uh, Federico Valverde for Real Madrid. Harvey Barnes for Leicester City was 92 as well. Well-deserved for Harvey Barnes, had a great season. And then yeah. people like Josep Ilicic for Atlanta, Atalanta, sorry. Taglifico, Mukiele, and David Alaba as well. Uh, what did you make of that team uh, when it was when it was released? Were you happy with that?
0: Yes, and I feel like we also at that point we didn't we didn't know that um, team of the season was going to be somewhat devalued because it has been the upgrades haven't been as powerful. Um, obviously, to try and prolong the life of the game cycle, in my opinion, but um, for a community team of the season, some of the cards were like really good. Like Wambasaka at ninety two, you're thinking, wow, that's that's pretty impressive, really, for a community team in the season where they don't usually seem to throw in big, big players or big boosts like that. Um, but we had, yeah, I, I was pretty happy with the community team in the season how it started, and um, I think the players are pretty decent all round, and it's good that we've had no repeat yet where they've put the players into the main leagues as well. Yeah, I feel, I feel I feel like that 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 should not be a thing. They none of those players should come back. Um, just because of how smaller team of the uh, seasons are now, obviously it's only a fifteen man roster. So um, yeah, I think it was pretty decent overall. Prem team of the season wasn't wasn't say so great after, but I think community was decent.
1: I like what you mentioned there about having like, the the team of the season this year being a bit devalued, and we'll touch on that a bit later because I think that's a real talking point throughout the community. Uh, but I just wanted to touch on, in terms of the community vote, I wanted to clear something up because a lot of people think that the community team the season is determined purely by fan vote, but it's actually a combination of EA and the community vote. So the community vote <clears> has a weighting to it, so it's not 100% the community. So EA Sports have chosen some players or basically made the final decision on the lineup as well. So, um, yeah, a, a lot of people don't know that, so I thought I'd just throw, throw that in there as well.
0: Yeah, they do that for everyone, didn't they? Every single vote, um, that's always a disclaimer. The same with Team of the Year, um, even Bundesliga Team of the Season. It won't be. It is We vote for it, but how much our vote actually means, I'm not entirely sure. Especially when with the Team of the Year vote, there was no IP tracking, so you could just vote over and over and over again. So you think, well, surely they're not really counting that then. And it's mostly yeah. mostly their decision at the end of the day. as <laughs> who they want in.
1: Yeah, and I mean, just on that Friday when it was released, the community team of the season, we had uh, we had two SBCs. We had the Chiesa SBC and the Challenge SBC. And We also had two objectives as well. We had the uh, Correa, Angor Carrera of Atletico Madrid and also Powell as well. Um, so that kind of that was a good start. Uh, and then over the weekend, we had the team of the season Zapata SBC for Atalanta, who that was well deserved because he's had a great season. We also yeah. had the Ismail Asar SBC on the Sunday and then a couple of others, like we had the Lucas Digne uh, SBC, the Bulaya SBC as well, um, throughout the, the rest of the week. Um, what did you make of that first week? Did that kind of give you an idea of, yeah, you know what, this this team of the season promo could be a good one, or what what were your feelings on it?
0: It was a good start. Yeah, I was um we got into the team of the season community and with the EFL as well, decent boost, decent cards content was slow and well, it wasn't slow so it was it was more steady what i should say um and it was it was good to look forward to having that sort of schedule it was enough spc for me to go yeah this is decent decent start um so at, at, at the community team of the season point i think the community was very happy about team of the season maybe slightly concerned about the lack of pl- the, the the lower number of players in packs and things like that but i think it was okay still
1: yeah sorry I forgot to mention the EFL that was released at the same time as the community team of the season but in my experience that gets a lot less traction doesn't it than the other the other major ones. so apologies for missing that out but yeah the EFL team of the season was released as well around the same time moving on then so uh, we had a surprise on the Thursday the 29th of April when the Premier League team of the season was announced it surprised me as well surprised the community really because EA got involved in the blackout the social media blackout um to try and push social media platforms to do more in regards to online hate and discrimination, which it was a really good thing, but it took us all by surprise on that Thursday night. I don't know if it took you by surprise, the team of the season coming out a day early.
0: Yeah, it did, but I sh- thinking about it now, I should have known. I should have, um,
1: Yeah, I, I should have thought in well. my
0: head <laughs> that they aren't going to be promoting it tomorrow. So surely they will just, you know, announce it today. They're not going to not announce the Premier League team of the season. Um, but yeah, we should. I should have known, but at the time, it did come as a bit of a random surprise. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, and then we obviously had the team. So we had we had a couple of ninety sixes in there. We had a couple of ninety fours. We had a couple of ninety three. So the the top rated players were Mohamed Salah, Bruno Fernandez, Kevin De Bruyne, and then it went to oh, and Harry Kane as well. Sorry, it was ninety six. We had like yeah. Jamie Vardy, Jungmin Son, and then Ilkay Gundogan, Mason Mount, Thomas Suchek, Ruben Dias, Yao Cancelo, Edison. Basically, dominated by the Manchester clubs. Really, Liverpool only had one player after their um, poor season by their standards. Um, and you did mention as well about these team of the seasons only having fifteen players in them. Um, I mean, what do you make of the Premier League team of the season first of all, and about the decision to go to fifteen players? Why do you think that is? Well. I
0: understand the 15 players. I don't I don't disagree with that choice. Um because it does. I understand that it, it allows them to create more cards in the future and not throw their eggs in one basket just for this promo. I'm fine with that. But it did feel a little bit underwhelming just because every other year has been different about the boost levels, so Last year, obviously, we had 99 De Bruyne matching his team of the year or better. And uh, This year, it's basically none of them are going to be better than their team of the years or at least at worst, the same level. But Bruno Fernandes, for example, to get a minus one from his team of the year was like, it just felt a bit underwhelming almost because we're obviously a lot later in the stage in the game. And I, I, I love the value that team of the year brings. They're very unique cards. And I understand that they're, you know they're very special to EA. They they try to keep them end game from the get go. But I do believe that the progression was a little bit shorter than it could have been. I I don't see why you couldn't have made De Bruyne a higher rated or even Bruno Fernandez higher rated in the you know the 98 levels and things like that. But I guess that's just something that, that we aren't going to see now. And it's going to be we'll see that sort of level closer to sort of maybe even end of June, July, August sort of time.
1: Yeah, it does feel weird, doesn't it? Because, I mean, normal, if you look at the rest of the Ultimate Team promos, you get, apart from maybe future stars, they're kind of on its own. But normally, if you look at like, the life cycle of FIFA, like the, the, the cards get more and more powerful, obviously, because that's what players want towards the end of the game. They want players they can actually use after the whole year of investing and stuff. But it does seem weird that the Team of the Year, when it's released in like January, February time, is rated a lot more highly than the team of the season that's released in April, May time. It does seem a bit strange that that's the case.
0: Yeah, and we all we kind of already saw that that the um, power curve was going to be slightly lower this season because even some of those team of the years weren't boosted like they previously were. Were they? No ninety nine rated cards or anything like that.
1: Yeah, so... maybe the. They want the icons to stand out on their own in regards to like the most powerful cards, maybe. I don't know if that if that's a decision they've made, but
0: Well, yeah. something something I've heard that does explain it. Um, apparently um, this is all nothing here's confirmed what I'm saying. It's just it is just rumours. But apparently um Palais has some some sort of agreement that he is the only ninety nine rated card in the game so he wants to be the highest rated card in the game which in my head I'm thinking well that does make sense because they didn't put either Messi or Ronaldo at 99 when they have done for how many seasons beforehand Um, obviously Messi's just got a team of the season that's also 98 even though he's had in the same amount of special cards it's just they just seem very reluctant to have that 99 card and Now that you'll see that got mentioned about Pele, it it does kind of add up, I think.
1: That does seem like it works, I suppose, if you look at what's happened. Um, Obviously, we're recording this on Friday, the 14th of May, and the Bundesliga team of the season is supposed to be coming out at 6pm UK time, BST, um, this evening. I think it'll be very interesting because Robert Lewandowski has got a 98-rated Team of the Year card. Yeah. And... Would they go to a 97? I mean, he's had one. Of, like I think he's, he's very close to breaking Gerb Muller's all-time Bundesliga record for goals in a season. He's had mm-hmm. one of the best seasons of his life. He's had a better season, arguably, than he has had a year, even though he did win the Champions League last season. So it'll be very interesting to see if they go with 99, 98 or 97. Uh, and then that'll either confirm or disprove your theory on, on Pella, I suppose.
0: I think personally I think they'll give him a 97.
1: Whoa, that would be because harsh,
0: it? it would be harsh, it would be, but it's just the fact that they gave Bruno a 96 when he had a 97 and he had an I just I don't know, I just don't I feel like they're they're trying to do something, just trying to lower the power curve. I mean, lewandowski has got a 94 in form. So to give him a 97 um team of the season would be it would feel harsh, but then you look at Benzema, who has a 95 headliners card, and he only got a 97. So yeah, that's only a that's only a plus two a team of the season. Only a plus two. Last year, for example, that would have been 98 minimum. Maybe even would have got a 99 card.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, if anyone hasn't been keeping track of Robert Lewandowski's season, just got his stats on here. So he's made 26 Bundesliga starts. So he's he's not played for the entire season. He's he was out in J for a while as well so he's made 26 starts and one substitute appearances in the bundesliga so far this season he scored 39 goals and registered seven assists um which is unbelievable that that's messy numbers messi ronaldo numbers um i mean he's he's very close to breaking golmol's record i'm not sure about about what the record is but uh, he's very very close to breaking it and i keep hearing every year every weekend that like he's um He's by Munich teammates are trying to give the ball to him to score so he can break the record and stuff. So, yeah, it would be very harsh to see him get anything below 98, really. But we'll just have to see. I think, yeah, you're probably right. It'll probably be 97 and that would just feel very, hard, very harsh, really, for the season that he's had.
0: Yeah, it, would, it really would do. But, you know, Messi... I think they had to give Messi a 98 team of the season as well um, just because he has a 96 card. So it's like, you can't just give a plus one on a team of the season. That's just ridiculous, isn't it? And obviously they did change his position as well, so that added it. But I feel like there's a, there's a big enough gap for Lewandowski where they can go, yeah, you know, 97 will be fine.
1: Yeah, and I suppose it opens up, if they do do any kind of promo throughout the summer, it opens up the possibility that they can just push him up one to do a 99 card or something. Gives them that's, that option, I suppose.
0: That's what I feel like they're going to do. I do feel like all of the if we ever do we may ne- we may never see a 99 card if that Pele rumor is true we will find out this year, um, but if they if they do give the higher 98 99s to Bruno Fernandes and things like that it will be it will be late June July while they're doing all these you know Euro promos and summer heat two or whatever they've got in store that's when we'll see those level cards I feel like they almost they're trying to keep it. Lower so that we can have a more enjoyable end to the FIFA cycle, which does make sense in my head.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll find out either way, won't we, in the next few weeks. But um, yeah, that that does seem a bit harsh for for Lewandowski. Um, going back to the um, Premier League team of the season, then. So it was obviously released on the Thursday, and we had the Rodri objective, the Bamford objective, and then the Bale flashback SBC. Then what happened? There was <laughs> there was nothing pretty much. There was a, a Yuri Tieleman's SBC. Uh, released on the Wednesday, um, but that was it. What yeah, what what happened was, there? I I actually don't. It's
0: it's it's crazy because it's, it's you can blame the blackout. You think well, maybe they just didn't want to promote many things and kept it quiet on a lowdown during the blackout. But the blackout ended on Monday, wasn't it or Tuesday? One of them.
1: Yeah, Monday. Monday ended. Yeah. Uh, yeah
0: so we had. We had a full clear, almost, you know, four or five days of content that we could have got that we just didn't get. I just don't, (laughs) it really, it really is so weird. It's like we had two different content creators making the content for each week (laughs) because the Bundesliga team, uh, no, sorry, the La Liga team of the season content has been insane. It's, it's actually blown my mind how many SBCs we've had, um, and you, there's literally, there's no, there's no complaint a single complaint about the, the content for La Liga. They really smashed out of the park. But for Premier League, for whatever reason, they just, they just didn't.
1: Yeah, it, it does seem, it does seem a bit weird, particularly when the Premier League is probably one of the biggest leagues in terms of like fan interest for FIFA Ultimate Team um the fact that there was so little out there um and you, you mentioned about the La Liga team of the season which was released on the Friday the 7th of May so when that was launched we got a Marcelo flashback SBC we got a team of the season William Carvalho objective we got a Alexander Isaac objective on the Saturday we got a Coutinho flashback SBC and a Trippier SBC on the Monday there was loads of upgrades and challenge SBCs um on the Monday there was the Super League, obviously, but we also had the um, Joaquin Flashback SBC. Yeah. Um, and then the Tuesday we had the, and I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, but the Real Sociedad Winger and uh, the Baron I don't know how you pronounce it, but yeah, that that was on the Tuesday with a Gerard Flashback SBC, Gerard yeah. Piquet S- uh, Flashback SBC. Then there was the Juan Camilo Hernandez Moments SBC on Thursday, which is yesterday. I mean, that, that just... That was lot like fully loaded. Like that was a fully loaded promo with amazing cards, amazing SBCs, loads of fan interest. Like Twitter, you could see like Twitter blew up and people were saying like, "Oh, congrats, EA! You've really kind of turned up here. You've done you've done a good job and stuff." And yeah, it just seems like someone either someone at EA has gone. You know what? It's the end of the season. Let's just give them what they want. Uh, or it's two separate people in charge. That that can be the only the only like, the only reason for that.
0: We'll find we'll find out whether if if Bundesliga is like this level, then I think the rest of the team this season will be this level. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things where where they just maybe they really just didn't have much plan for the prem for some reason. Maybe they thought Premier League would just carry itself without all the extra content in there, or possibly that the content that was we had during the Premier League was kind of what we were going to get, um, and they've maybe seen that and. Have responded well, but we'll never know. But hopefully, the 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 team of the season content does carry on like this because I think it could be one of the best team of the season promos ever. Despite the power downgrade, the amount of content that
1: we're getting is really really good. Are you surprised that we didn't get a Phil Foden card because he's got a man of the match eighty two and he's been in a lot of team of the Premier League team of the seasons we've seen from pundits like Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher and. Obviously, he's had a fantastic season with City in the in the Premier League and the Champions League. Um, I, I was expecting at least an SBC or an objective there, but it just seems like he's he's been completely forgotten.
0: The only thing I'll say, which I had a little bit of thought about because I did have a look at Phil Foden, I watched Jamie Carragher talk about it. And I was like, he didn't even make it in FIFA. So what's going on here? But um, yeah, he did. He definitely deserved one. Um but I was just thinking, in my head I was like, "Why hasn't you got one?" I was like, "Well, the ultimate team of the season is is going to be at the end, and it's going to be you know selection of all the players that we've had previously. But we will also be getting objectives and SBCs. Hmm. I've got a sneaky suspicion we're going to be seeing a few Premier League players during that week." And that would kind of make sense to why we didn't see so many in the Premier League team of the season itself because they have to bring content during that ultimate team of the season like we had before. So there's no reason why they couldn't pick a Phil Foden as an SBC or something like that. I feel like that's where they're going to go. It's going to be very Prem heavy for that ultimate team of the season.
1: That would make sense. Definitely. Um, just looking at Phil Foden's stats, actually, um, he's only started 15 Premier League matches. Oh,
0: really? That seems yeah. very low, doesn't it? He yeah. seems like he's he seems like he's been one of the, the top top players. He how he is is amazing, amazing talent. But um yeah, that that is surprising to me.
1: Only fifteen. Fifteen starts, seven goals, five assists, um, which is a bit lower than what I was expecting really. But I suppose that's like recency bias because he's been so good recently. Maybe yeah. maybe you thought that um, you know, he's He's been better than he has. But like if you look at someone like Riyad Mahrez, for example, he started 21 games and he scored nine goals and four assists. And he's been very, very good in the last few weeks as well in the Premier League and the Champions League. And he hasn't got a, a team of the season card here either. So um yeah, potentially right with the ultimate team of the season coming in a few weeks. So we're still quite a bit away, aren't we, from the ultimate team of the season if you look at the calendar. But yeah, that yeah. would make sense why, why we could see that delayed a bit. So yeah, we got the um, we mentioned the La Liga team of the season just for a second, and you did mention the fact that we had Messi with a ninety-eight and Benzema with a ninety-seven, and then we had some community favourites, didn't we, as well, like Marcus Llorente with the eighty-nine rated team of the season card, uh, the Varane ninety-five card, the Oblak ninety-six card as well. And in terms of like SBCs and stuff, I just loved the the Wacking flashback was amazing. I thought that was a really good card, and also the PK flashback as well. I mean being so tall and his kind of body type in game, it's not probably the best card to get in terms of the meta, but I, I just thought there was those are fantastic choices for, for content.
0: Yeah, I know I agree that 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 it, it was really, really good and it just sort of blew my mind considering how much better it was. But yeah, the the, the, the SPCs they picked are really good. That Coutinho they picked was reviewed so yeah well. It was just it was what some people don't understand is uh, an SBC can be expensive, but it doesn't mean it's overpriced. Um, it can be everyone at first when they reacted to the um, the Coutinho SBC, they were like, ah, oh, you know, that, that's overpriced. That that's not. It's just because it was expensive. But when you actually look at it and look at the card that you've got for 500k, I can, you know, it was it was worth it. It was just actually cheaper. Back back then as well because fodder was a was a bit cheaper um i think it was around more sort of mid 400s but the card itself is just it was really really good i (laughs) i was very surprised when i saw it i was like if content's going to be like this and we're actually in for a bit of a treat which we have been treated to an empk 96 rated for a pk that's a no one's talking about how high rated that card actually is for an yeah. SBC. Yeah. It's really, really good. It is a shame that you might not fit the meta per se this year as well. But I mean, they boosted him correctly and gave him real good stats. You just you can't complain at, at, at the content that we've had.
1: Yeah, definitely. Hopefully it continues as well with obviously the bundes the Bundesliga team of the season due to be released tonight on the 14th of May. Um, So we're expecting obviously Robert Lewandowski, Erling Haaland, Jadon Sancho, Thomas Muller, Joshua Kimmich, Alfonso Davis, Manuel Neuer, a lot a lot of the players obviously from Bayern, but there will be players like Andre Silva maybe from Frankfurt. He's had an amazing season. Um
0: sorry, I don't know if you I assume you haven't seen it because it, it's already been linked.
1: Oh, has it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Andre Silva is in. Every player you just said is in.
1: There you go. There you go. So. Just predicted powers there. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't, Yeah, we'll have to see if it gets, because uh, I haven't had any official confirmation at all from, from anyone, so we'll have to see. But obviously, you, you've got used sources, so we'll have to see. And I just wanted to touch on as well, the Serie A team of the season, because you did mention the fact that we're not going to have a 99. I was just having a quick look. Cristiano Ronaldo with Juve could potentially finish in the Europa League spots.
0: Yeah, that's
1: mad. Um, which is crazy. Juve have had a horrible season. obviously Inter have won the league already and they're gonna have a. it's gonna be dominated by Inter players. If Ronaldo does make it in to the team of the season, he's got a ninety five inform card mm. and a 97, 98 team of the year. Could would they give Ronaldo a two plus from an inform? That's tight, isn't it?
0: I, I think that I think they'll give Ronaldo a ninety eight. I think they'll um
1: what, they'll match the team of the year one?
0: I think they will, yeah. Just because just because they did with De Bruyne and Messi, I feel like he's one of those top, top tier players that they will just give a 98 to. But has he played striker all year or has he played in a different I position? Think,
1: I think he just golangs, to be honest, uh, from what I've seen. He just, he just kind of stand, stands in yeah. the box. Or, uh, all, yeah.
0: all of his informs are striker cards, so yeah. I assume he will just be a striker. But yeah, it would be interesting to see what they do with the stats. Will they, you know... If they do make him a 98, do they make him better than the team of the year or slightly devalue it? or yeah. It will be interesting to see because De Bruyne had um, very different cards, even though he was the same rating almost. Um, if I just have a look there, so his team of the year and his team of the season. So his team of the season actually had plus five defending, plus two physical but it had minus one pace, shot, passing and dribbling. So it was like, I would say, I would probably say that that's, that team of the season actually ended up being better than the team of the year.
1: Yeah. Is that it, to kind of differentiate from the two cards? So they're giving players options so. between the two? Yeah.
0: Team? Yeah, I think so. Because the the overall downgrade of stats was across the board, apart from defending the physical, which made him a bit more of a, almost like a box-to-box style player. Yeah. So, but, you, but if you wanted a natural um, attacking midfielder, I feel like you would just pick his team of the year because he's got, you know, just a slightly higher stats in all the areas that you really need those stats. Yeah. But it was interesting to see, and it will be interesting to see what they do with Ronaldo because his team of the year is quite high, high level. The only thing I could maybe think of is that his last in-form has got. 87 passing, and his team of the year has got 89. So maybe we could see a boost in passing or something like that if they do match the um, if they do match the uh, the level of the team of the year. But yeah, it will be interesting to see what they do. I think we'll know what they'll do with Ronaldo when we see Lewandowski tonight.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see what they decide to do with Lewandowski, and then uh, we'll I suppose yeah we'll know what they'll do with Ronaldo after that. So. The Serie A team of the season is predicted to be impacts on Friday, the 21st of May, which is the obviously next Friday. And then um, I'm just looking on here, the Eredivisie team of the season potentially on the Monday after, so the 24th, mm. followed by the League 1 team of the season. That's going to be a very interesting one, because like we said with Serie A, at this point, Lille will have probably won the league and PSG will probably be second because I think Lille only need a few points to win the league at this stage and it's in their hands again we've seen some predictions about Mbappe being 99 and Neymar being in there and things like that so it'll be be really interesting to see how they do because obviously Mbappe is one of the cover stars for this year's the cover star sorry for this year's game and he's heavily involved in the promotional material and that normally adds a few a few ratings on at the the end because they're heavily involved in it but um yeah, what what do you make of that? Do you think it will be dominated still by PSG players because that's what foot fans want, or do you think we'll see a lot more Lille players because that's what's happened in real life? Um
0: I think you'll still see the PSGs in there. I don't yeah, I don't see that they're gonna they're gonna not cash in on that for sure. Um but I do I do think you'll see a, a fair few Lille players as well. Um but obviously there's only fifteen players so it's a lot shorter than usual, so their their selections have got to be a bit more pinched. All pers- to put it, in, you know, into perspective. Yeah, but definitely. La Liga and and things like that. They they still chose the top teams, regardless if, if some of the others may have deserved it more because they haven't really got the. They know what they're doing. They they need to sell packs, so they'll pick players that sell packs. But um, yeah, I think I feel like it'll be a nice mixture. I feel like you can still expect to see. Um, a, a fair few PSG players in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, just going back to the Premier League team of the season, I've I just got, I've, I've just gone over some more notes here, and I meant, I meant to mention like John Stones and Jack Grealish. who have both been amazing. Like they've not had any, any cards. So what you said about the summer heat, I really hope they do get some kind of cards because yeah, it would just be a travesty if they don't. There's some players that are going to miss out here, and uh, yeah, I don't think they probably deserve that, but yeah, we'll see. Um, on the so yeah so the league team of the seasons predicted being packs on the 28th of May, which is two weeks today. Followed by the MLS team of the season on the Monday, which is the 31st of May. Followed by the Latin America team of the season as well. Then we get on to the big one, which is the ultimate team of the season, which is predicted to hit on the 4th of June. Which seems like <laughs> seems like it's ages away, but it's three weeks today. Yeah. Well, normally, obviously, that's a collection of the, the highest rated players just all shoved into one team, basically. But you're predicting maybe we're going to see like some special SBCs and objectives as well to just make it a bit more special?
0: I think so. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of players that were really, really good this season that didn't make their respective team of the season um in the in their actual promo setup so like for Foden, for example, but you could easily 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 put Grealish in there as well. Um, a, there's quite a few players you could pick. That's why in my head it just makes sense that there that there'll be at least maybe two, even maybe three Premier League players um, in in sort of content regards for um, Ultimate Team of the season, just because there's so many players that missed out who really should have been in there.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with that. Right. So, uh, moving on then, uh, you mentioned at the start, and I promised we'd come back to it. So, I'm going to come back to it now. Um, you mentioned that the team of the season is a bit underpowered this year. Um, do you think that's because, obviously, last year we had Summer Heat, which was on during the when the Premier League restarted last year during the COVID pandemic, which a lot of fans loved? And there was a lot of like showdown SBCs and a, a lot of content that was produced that kept fans playing all throughout the the foot cycle. Do you think that this underpowered team of the season released so far is opening the door for something similar in the next few months?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that's that's definitely the direction they want to take it. You look at the power curve this year; it's been slightly lower, more progressive. Um, it's, it's it's team of the season being smaller, in my opinion, confirms that um, what their plans are. They must have seen how popular. Summer Heat was, and it definitely was an amazing promo. Well, that's a promo that I'll remember, I think, forever as one of those greats that you everyone really enjoyed it. The the power curve was insane. We were getting absolutely crazy cards like Bruno Fernandez and mendy objective cards. Like, could you imagine that now? It just doesn't sound right to think that we would we'd be allowed to have those sort of powers as objective. But Summer Heat really hit out of the park, and I feel like that's why. Um, they've gone well if we make team of the season slightly less powerful put less players in there it means that we have more options going forward in the last months of the game where realistically content has to be like that or people stop playing they know that Um, and yeah I feel like we'll, we'll, we'll see all of the ridiculously powered cards come those promos we'll see Anyone that missed out on a team of the season for sure is going to get a ridiculous upgraded card. Um, like like even Foden. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see like a 97 summer heat Foden or something like that if he misses out on a team of the season spot this year. Um, but I think it makes sense. I think it does make sense. And it, the game should last as long because it's only a year cycle. So I feel like it should at least last until the end of July minimum. Um, but it, I think their plans are to, to try and extend the life of the game, which I completely agree with and I think it's a good I think it's a good choice. I think people will see that when we start getting the content in the summer, they'll be like, Well, this is real good content, you know, I'm gonna keep playing the game and they'll they'll realise that making team of the season, sacrificing a, a part of team of the season for the greater good of the length of the game is actually probably a good thing.
1: I think we will see a lot of a lot of summer maybe a bigger summer heat promo if that's possible. This year they might re rename it, maybe with the Euros going on as well. Because I, yeah, I think yeah. it'll
0: be something different. I don't yeah. think they'll do Summer Heat again. I do think it'll be something something Euro themed, something Summer themed that they'll just run for weeks on end and just yeah, smash out the content. Hopefully,
1: yeah, because last year the Summer Heat promo ran from June the seventeenth to July twenty fourth, so it was it was over a month. Um, in yeah. Just looking through some of the squad building challenges that were released and the objectives, it, there's a big list of content um, that was released. So, yeah, looking forward to this summer. Um, obviously, you mentioned the Euros as well. The last time we had, it's been a while since we had like an international flavor in Ultimate Team. So the, the last time we had it was in FIFA 18 um, where we got uh, some special like World Cup items um, like Cristiano Ronaldo, Hazard, Modric, Griezmann, Messi, that kind of stuff. Do you think we'll see like a Euros, like type of content throughout this this summer?
0: Yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. I I I I think that's what it'll be. It'll be some sort of, it'll be summer heat too in terms of what sort of they they're trying to look to deliver to us. Real boosted cards, just they're just giving the community what they want because they really did do that last year. Um, I'm looking now. We had a Paul Pogba SBC last year. Yeah. ninety yeah. five rated Paul Pogba SPc. Yeah. That, that's insane um but yeah i i am I'm, I'm 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 actually looking forward to it and i feel like they will try and because they haven't got the licensing for the euros so they can't do a euro game mode or create anything license essentially i feel like they will just do some sort of international summer themed promo and I, you can expect to see i'd expect to see massive boosts on like international man the matches and SBCs and things like that for the Euros, and I I I, I think it's more, it's clearer than ever that that's where we're going, and Team of the Season basically tells us that with the with the level of cards that we're getting and the power of the cards, I think it's safe to assume that uh, we should be in for a good summer.
1: Yeah, you you mentioned there about the the Team of the Season promo and when the when the Premier League Team of the Season. Like period was ongoing uh, we we saw a lot of content creators say this confirms now that team of the season is just another promo it's not the promo anymore it's not among the team of the years or you know the massive promos that it once was do you do you agree with that do you think team of the season is just an, any other promo now for ea i
0: think so yeah i think so i, I don't when people were saying that i was like mm, i i didn't really understand it but now after i sat back and looked and looked at the way that they've done, you know, short teams and it definitely is, a, it's a lot less iconic now, I would say. And it is more, well, you look at some of the um, birthday cards that we got not too long ago. Some of them are still at the same level as the team of the season cards that we're getting yeah, now. So yes. that kind of, you look at that and you go, well, yeah, maybe, maybe they do, do just see it as another promo with, you know, just a slightly more juiced up players than previous. But the power curve definitely doesn't tell me that, you know, this is a staple and almost end game promo for for FIFA. I feel like we're one or two promos, maybe even away from that. But I think, yeah, the the content we all desire in team of the season, I think we'll see in that summer promo
1: yeah they're going to i think they've got to do something like you said even though i didn't know they had they didn't have the euro licenses, so that's that's interesting to know but yeah we'll um we'll see what they do it's it's going to be an exciting summer both on the pitch and off the pitch it hopefully gets plenty of content to because while there's a euros on obviously whenever there's football on ultimate teams at its most popular so yeah. it's it's going to it's going to push it towards that mode and more people are going to be playing it as we watch the euros and people watch their favorite players playing for their national team so be really interesting to see what they do with that is there anything that you that you want to talk about
0: we're slowly starting to get some fifa 22 info i yes. don't know if you've seen the the changes the alleged changes for the for champs Mos and things like that and it's it does sound like we're going to be in for a big big change next year and i think you're kind of already seeing that this year it's been slightly different in the way that they're they're doing things and um Yeah, I think that's exciting to look forward to. But it does say something for the content of the game right now that people aren't really thinking about FIFA 22. They are still very heavily involved with FIFA 21. Um, The only downside to this year that I do want to talk about is Icon SBCs because um, obviously I sat here last year and spoke to you about Icon SBCs coming back and how big that would be for the game. And... Unfortunately, I do feel like they've kind of under under delivered on on the uh, on the selection that they've done. Icon swaps three was very good. I was very impressed with that. One and two was not very good at all. And I do have a slight problem with how many SBC icon SBCs we've had. And it's now mid May. We've got something stupid like a ridiculous percentage to go of players that they, they need to bring out. <laughs> yeah. Um And it just, it doesn't, it doesn't add up well when you think, well, if we haven't got R9 yet, when are we going to get him? Are we even going to get him? We haven't had a load of the lower tier players yet. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Team of the season content has been very good and very distracting away from the fact we haven't had many icon SBCs. But I don't really know what they've got. They've got planned for that sort of area. It does feel like a bit disappointing considering the hype. That we had when we heard it was coming back, that was huge for um, for FIFA fans. But yeah, I've been slightly disappointed by that, and it is a shame. But hopefully, hopefully, we can start seeing some more regular drops of them. We seem to see them weekly, if that at the minute.
1: Do you feel like it's, it was a bit of a token gesture? The fact that they said, "Yeah, t you know, Icon species are back. We're gonna, you know, give you," it. and then we we've just had, like you said, some of the maybe low rated cards or some of the non meta cards and. Whenever they've been released, people have gone, oh, like, not really the cars they they wanted to see for an SBC. It seems like a bit of a, a token. total. Yeah, session.
0: I I I think it's it is it it's felt like that. I would I would say it's felt like that. It's um, it's like they brought it back because they had to because we complained. you know, not because they wanted to or they had any idea of of really how they were going to deliver it. I mean, it's just it, it's a shame because. The issue I have is that the game is a year cycle and I'm such in belief that, yes, you can make it very hard at the start to get the best players, which I understand is the way, but it's now now May, so we're only, you know, what, four or five months away from the new game. I feel like we should be getting more end game level content than we are already i feel like everyone should have the opportunity to play with any card they want in this game because it's a year cycle you should just be able to have that opportunity but i just i don't believe they'll bring a a, a prime moments online sbc for example i just i just don't see it coming i don't see how they price it or <laughs> or when we <laughs> when we even get it but it's a shame to think like that because then there's just going to be a load of people that never use that card and it's that's the one issue I have with just because of we're a yearly cycle game. So I'm very strong in belief that you should be entitled to access any content you want, even if it is very late in the game. Um, yeah, but we'll see what we'll see what they do in that area. Maybe they have got some sort of massive icon promo planned or something like that. I, I'm not sure.
1: You make you make a good point there. Cause I'm obviously a regular FIFA ultimate team player and I don't put any money into it. And, I kind of grind throughout the season. I don't really do much trading. Um, I look at some of the promos and stuff and and just play it as any anyone would really, just try and enjoy it, get the cards that I want, uh, yeah. make like a Spain, La Liga team, that sort of thing really. In my history of playing Ultimate Team, I've never had R9 or Maradona or Pelé or Sto- Stoichkoff or eto or you know name any of the icons i mean the only icons that i can think i had louder at one one year i had rivaldo maybe fifa 19 or fifa 20 amount of icons that i've been able to actually buy or earn through sbcs you could count on on two hands really uh, the amount of and the stage of the game i've only been able to really play with them for two to three months maximum and you know I like to think I'm pretty good at the game, but even from playing it through from September to May, June time, that, that's the absolute maximum that I've been, I've been able to achieve. What, why would that be the case? Why wouldn't they release like an R9 Icon SBC, do you think? Well,
0: they're, they're very strict on that. Um, the, the transfer value of a card, and the issue we've got is, <laughs> is R9 moments is 15 million coins. So, they have to make a decision. Do they do they price an SBC at like 10 million coins? Or do they make it cheaper, more affordable, but then absolutely devalue the transfer market value of R9? Because it would. Um, you know, if they release a 5 mil R9 moments SBC, the... That, that card on the market is not going to be 15 million for very long. Um, I, I feel like that's why we didn't get it in FIFA 19. If you remember when they brought Moments out, um, we only got the Prime R9 SBC in yeah. FIFA 19, not, yeah. the, not the Moments. Um, and I feel like there'll be a repeat of that, if I'm honest. I don't, I don't see it realistically, us realistically getting that. I could be wrong. Maybe they do it, but yeah, in my opinion, I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll see that.
1: Why? Why would they want to keep R nine at fifteen million? Like, what? What is the benefit to EA by by doing that?
0: Uh, it creates a, a higher ceiling on prices in general um, because he's basically the best car in the game. Um, it basically you you aren't getting that unless you spend money on the game. That's why they're scared to um, affect transfer market prices like that because essentially it's almost like a a loss of revenue
1: so they want less of those cards in circulation basically
0: yeah because it's then
1: a rarer card essentially
0: and then more expensive and then people need coins and you ain't getting 15 million coins unless you're decent at trading or you spend loads of fever points that's the only options you've got no casual player realistically unless you're a very good elite foot champs player is' making fifteen million coins to be able to spend on one card if you understand what I mean it's not they don't it's it's like they don't see they don't see r nine as a casuals card he's not put in there for people to use he's put in there for the the high spenders and the pros to use essentially um which is unfortunate but yeah it's um I'll be very sh- I'll be very shocked if we see that that Prime Moments SBC this year
1: did you see the viral Twitter thread from earlier this year I think it was March I covered it for the mirror um it was Scud's TV the the Twitter thread where he worked out the true cost of obtaining like a hundred million coin FIFA 21 Ultimate Team you saw yeah
0: that? um because EA responded did they yes, not? yes exactly and, so and, and said that um if <laughs> the point of ultimate team is not to build their ultimate team? Is that what they say? Yeah,
1: <laughs> so I'll, I'll get you the quote here. So, um, you don't need the highest-rated players in the game in order to win. In the real world, no football club has the world's highest-rated players in each of the 11 positions. While it's possible to fill the top 11 in foot, if skilled enough with substantive time investment, it's certainly not intended or expected that players would fill a squad like this. To say otherwise disrespects the many players who spend time learning and loving the game. That's the magic and fun of the game for those players. If the premise here is that players want the best players in the world on their team, so they can improve, play online, line, and play against the best, they can do that in FIFA for no additional investment. You can play as Liverpool, Man City, or PSG, whenever you like. Uh, what, what, do, what do you make of that?
0: Oh, it's... <sighs> I understand. I do actually understand what they mean. They want to keep it special, which I do agree with. But it's a yearly cycle, so at some point you've got to give away and go. Look, the year's basically done. You know, you you can go enjoy any play you want. But it's not like that. R nine will be extinct till the literally the last weeks of the game. Just it's it's the way it'll be. But yeah, they 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 talk about how they want to keep it special and things like that. But the real the real push, unfortunately, will be a financial point of view on how much more revenue it brings to keep those cards unattainable unless you spend thousands of pounds. Um But yeah, the quote itself was, was just ridiculous. It didn't get received very well. To come out and say you are playing a FIFA ultimate team, but we don't actually expect you to build your ultimate team is a bit it just sounded a bit stupid, didn't it? Do you think
1: there's like from EA's point of view, like reading that quote, it seems that their genuine opinion and their genuine thought process is that they don't think that players should have a team full of icons, right? Do you think that there's there's like a difference in opinion with the community and EA themselves, where the community want to be able to build that team for themselves to get all the icons, to get R9, for example, and... EA think, actually, no, that's actually for only the, the very, very, very best players to do that. Do you think there's that kind of, there's a massive difference of opinion in terms of what the Ultimate Team game mode actually is for, for people?
0: I think so. I think EA have clearly got their own vision of what Ultimate Team actually is. Um, like for um, a, a while back, they, they tried to inspire making different hybrid teams and things like that. They actually said that about a, um, I can't remember what a promo it was for, but basically... It, they were, shifters? it may have been, it yeah. may have been, yeah. where well, they really wanted to, they really wanted to tell you that you can now make different teams and different hybrids and really explore your team. I think that's what they want Ultimate Team to be. Not everyone has the best players, everyone has their own unique... And they're they're somewhat ultimate team, but not the meta ultimate team per se.
1: I can't think of any other game where like for example, we'll Call of Duty Warzone, right? If you play it enough, you unlock all the guns. Because yeah, you yeah. you play through it. If you play it enough, if you get enough enough kills, enough headshots, you know, you you do all the objectives or whatever, you unlock all the guns in the game, you can use whatever you want. If you think about other games like Fortnite, if you if you play that enough, you can unlock all the items and The only things that you buy are like cosmetic things like, you know, emotes and how the player looks. And we've seen FIFA, EA experiment with that over recent weeks with um, some cosmetic kits and stuff in in the store. It just seems like a very, um, I don't know, like the fact that I I know that I'll never have, I'll never play with R9. Unless EA grant me the card (laughs) by accident, I will never be able to play with that card because... I won't play the game enough, basically. Do you, does that does that seem right to you that, that, that that's the case?
0: No. And it's funny you bring up Call of Duty. I, I actually I spent I think a lot of time in lockdown playing that game. I think a lot of a lot of other people did as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Um I think we all enjoyed that a lot. Um but what I like about it is I feel like the the direction that Warzone has gone into is exactly the direction that FIFA realistically will have to try and not copy, but somewhat go into that free-to-play. Foot should be a free-to-play mode for as long as there's microtransactions in it. Foot should be a free-to-play mode. You should not have to buy FIFA to play FIFA Ultimate Team every year. I, I'm I, I very strongly believe it's because we all know the revenue they're getting. Um, Warzone's free. Like why not make it free-to-play? And keep the microtransactions there. Maybe you know go more towards that battle pass sort of system, um, and make it a bit more rewarding. So we've got more objectives and season objectives and things like that. But I feel like there's still a few extra levels they can really push the the, the way that the FIFA is. Not so much lose revenue, but change maybe how much you really need to spend FIFA points um, instead of that put cosmetics in the game like I'm, I'm 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 more than happy with the way that Warzone is laid out in this store where you can you know you can buy you don't have to buy any of it you don't have to buy it at all you can there's nothing there's nothing there that gives you an advantage of per se of having a different you know different gun camo or something like that um and yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy that they're trying to sell those because that's that's personal choice. With FIFA, it's so obviously it pushes you to spend FIFA points because if you don't, you ain't going to have the best team, which is a little bit unfortunate. I feel like the the pay to win aspect of FIFA needs to kind of live alongside this cosmetic battle pass microtransaction system that eases off on the advantage of paying and it's more just the looks of paying if you understand what i mean there i feel like there's a there's a world that can be lived i don't think they'll ever get rid of fifa points for as long as they can sell packs like that i think and i do think the idea of packs and things like that is exciting it is exciting but it shouldn't be as paid win as it is almost um but I feel like there's a best of both worlds, and somewhere along the line, that they hopefully they can try and incorporate both to live in the same FIFA world. But I do believe strongly that Foot should be a free to game, a free to play game now, for sure. It's um, it's it's one of those games. That it's just surprising that it isn't already free to play.
1: Just for an argument against that, I suppose we just got the Q4 result, financial results from EA. And uh, some of the um, key takeaways from that is that FIFA 21 to date has more than 25 million console slash PC players. FIFA Ultimate Team players grew 16% year over year and Ultimate Team matches were up 180%. So more people are playing FIFA and FIFA Ultimate Team than ever before. If they go to a free-to-play model and for the Ultimate Team game mode that is, so you don't have to buy the copy of FIFA, you just go on to Call of Duty or FIFA, like you said, and you just open the Ultimate Team game mode, and it opens. If they go to that, are they going to earn more or less? That's that's going to be there. That's going to be in their thinking, isn't it? Like, why would they change a model that's working at the moment for them?
0: Yeah, I do. I do understand why why they charge us six, <laughs> just like sixty pound every year because it's free money, and we have to buy it to play the game. But I do, I, uh, I feel like there's got to be a point where they've got to look at just, you know, they can still sell FIFA, have all the other game modes and whatnot, whatnot, but I feel like Foot is so money-driven that that it should be free-to-play. And to be honest, if they make it free-to-play, because there's a lot of kids that don't get FIFA every year, you know, their parents won't, won't buy them it or whatnot, you know, people don't see the value sometimes and even upgrading every year to a new FIFA game. I feel like you would get a lot more extra players from making it free to play that could possibly result in some extra FIFA points expenditure. But yeah, I, I, I do feel like the EA as a company love to play it safe. They love to do what they know works and try and stay on that same line for a, for as long as they possibly can they don't tend to change things up hugely um, in their games Obviously, you, you can tell that with the fact that FIFA has stayed the same for relatively quite a long time um, and they've just tried to add new things into it rather than changing the core of what it is or making it free to play and things like that I, I believe it should be free to play but I also believe that we're probably quite a long way from that ever happening
1: yeah I mean the the free to play argument is really interesting because you can clearly see that's the way the future is going but again there are other you know triple A titles like FIFA and Cyberpunk and other things like that 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 obviously do really well and and there's arguments for for both sides we'll have to see what happens in the next few years but it's it's definitely a really interesting argument and obviously with the EA's next title which is Battlefield 6 which is potentially they're talking about a war zone competitor with the like a battle royale mode within it as well. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if that game, that battle royale game would be free to play or not. Uh, If it is, then that might be a test for EA potentially to see how many players they get through that, through the free to play method. I'm not sure. Again, just to confirm, I don't know if you have to buy Battlefield 6 to be able to access the battle royale mode they're talking about, but just just to kind of hypothesize it it might be a test that EA are doing for that
0: yeah i feel i feel like um that's a big possibility and i i i feel like that we, we probably will see some sort of battlefield um not a not a battle royale four battlefield six but a battle royale for battlefield like warzone is for call of duty i feel like ea have definitely seen the the success of warzone and i thought well if we can just make uh, a, a massive battle royale game that it's just its own thing and then we just develop battlefields alongside that and add content with it and things like that i feel like that's the route that they they will go and i believe that they will do that free to play um because I've, I've got i've got a funny feeling that that we're gonna have a very similar game in the battlefield war, uh well royale to um to war that sort of style i i feel like um EA are, are smart enough not to uh, not to miss out on something that's as successful as, as Warzone.
1: Yeah, I've just looked that up actually and the, it's not actually confirmed if battle, Battlefield 6, which is the upcoming title from EA, will have a Battle Royale mode or it will be free to play, but there's there are heavy suggestions from the promotional material that, that it will be the case, that we'll have a free Battle Royale mode. So we'll yeah. have to see, one, how good that is, and two... You know, if that changes EA's opinion because yeah, you could say, I mean, people have been saying for years, haven't they? Why isn't FIFA just a game that's continually updated with, you know, new players and then the gameplay is updated and stuff. And obviously that's that will be a massive change from the the process they've got at the moment, particularly as FIFA twenty two will genuinely probably be the first next gen FIFA title ever. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it won't be this year and we might not even get a cross play this year. That hasn't been confirmed either, but You know, for FIFA 23 and beyond, I think you know we we might see something different from them, but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. It'll be interesting nonetheless to watch it.
0: Yeah, it will be, and it's. I feel like that's another thing. FIFA is such a cash cash income for them. It's it's just ridiculous the amount of revenue they make, and that's why they play it safe they don't tend to change many things with fifa they don't want to mess around with something that's not broken you
1: wouldn't you wouldn't would you if you were in no, charge of that no, you, you I wouldn't, wouldn't change either. it yeah no. so.
0: but it, i feel like there are some positive i feel like we'll we'll see positive changes year on year not massive changes in one year it'll be a slow progression to eventually change into what works and what's what's best for the game but yeah i i don't think fifa the fact that we're not even cross-play yet tells us that FIFA's not going to be free-to-play for a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> the, I, feel, I feel like that will come first. The interesting thing with, co- with cross-play is that FIFA Esports has the unique thing of having PlayStation and Xbox champions. And if they make it cross-play, because obviously it's split into Xbox and PlayStation 4, all the leagues are split, all the... Premier, like the E Premier League was split Xbox and PlayStation and then they had the cross-console final where they played one on each and I think EA really liked that, the fact that it's unique so they have a really interesting decision to make. If they if they add cross-play in, they have to get rid of all that and it will just be like any other esports. They'll be, be very, it'll be very interesting to see how they go. I don't know if you've, you've thought that, you've put much thought into that but yeah, that's that's very interesting if they decide to do that or not.
0: I have I have thought about that and it does I do understand that obviously it's it's quite unique in that in that sort of um area the fact that there's two consoles but I also think that free free sports is massively massively behind other esports and maybe just make it a bit more simple yeah might just because be it's the, unique might not be the
1: worst thing in the world yeah just because it's unique doesn't doesn't make it unique for the right reasons it might be unique for the wrong reasons so, yeah i, I do um,
0: feel like sometimes it's a bit messy almost there's so much going on yeah when you try and watch fifa esports it's when you watch cod and and things like that They're esports and it's very simple you know what's going on they're just the the tournaments everyone's playing the same thing and there'll be one winner at the end of it In fifa obviously you've got all these different brackets and then Consoles, and then you've got a console final at the end. It's like, well, it, yeah, I, 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 don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world to to to, to change that over. I think there'll be massive benefits in it. it will be no more. It feels like we're almost split as a community sometimes. You know, you can't, you still can't play with your mates that are on PlayStation just because you're on Xbox, but you can in every other game.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, it
0: is a little bit frustrating. But um in terms of the market as well, the 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 PC market is just is just it's basically non-existent. They really need cross-platform and cross-market for that to benefit them, if anything, because they struggle to buy cards because there's just none on the market. There's just not enough players on, on to be able to sustain it. Um, uh, I feel that like that would benefit PC players massively.
1: Yeah, just just to, just to add something last thing on, on cross-play, w- what we've seen recently is Dirt 5 get cross-play, and that's significant because... Dirt 5 is made by Codemasters and Codemasters has just been taken over by EA. So people are saying that Crossplay could potentially be in the next Formula 1 game, which is obviously owned by EA. So then they've got the tech EA have then got the technology or the you know the know-how to put crossplay in other EA titles so you know we'll just have to see i mean i'm making a lot of leaps there from from dirt to formula 1 to fifa but um <laughs> yeah, I've, i feel like we've covered so much ground on this podcast this has been a full on like joe rogan special podcast where we've just gone off on different tangents and stuff but um i really appreciate your time foot dunk coming on and chatting me and spending so much time on the podcast i really appreciate it like i said we've covered a lot of ground but I hope that that was interesting to people because it was definitely interesting to me. That that was a, a great conversation. I really appreciate your time.
0: Uh, sorry, it's it it's always good to come on and talk. You know, you never realize how much um, how much there is really to to talk about about yeah. FIFA until you start going there. It really is. There's so there's there's so much um, potential future that we've got to look forward to and things that could change and how different Ultimate Team could be year to year now, but. I feel, I feel like we're entering a new phase in the Ultimate Team. It was very similar for a very for a very long time, um, and I do feel that like the next the next five years in in Ultimate Team will be a very different to the previous five that we've just had. But it's
1: it's, it's, it's always good to come on and talk. I think we can talk for hours if we intend yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. There's always something happening in the FIFA community. There's there's always something going on, so that gives us plenty to talk about. For people who don't know you or follow you. Um, how can people get in contact with you and, and what are you up to at the moment
0: um so at the moment um i've finally started exploring tiktok so we're on tiktok now um my handle is at foot um you can also find me on twitter at donk trading and then on instagram where i'm uh, that's my main base at the moment is instagram uh but that handle is at foot and obviously we've got my uh trading Patreon as well which is running now for almost two years and so uh, yeah it's going well it's if anyone's looking to enter and join for team of the season it's been really good for coin making team of the season it's just unbelievable but yeah it's, it's, it's the same old as the last time we spoke really just continuing to explore new ideas and things like that um but yeah the the, the TikTok's the only new thing It's quite different quite different than that is um obviously having to make animations and things like that for your videos you can't it's not as easy to make content if that if that makes sense um but yeah that's where you can find me and thank you for having me on
1: yeah wish you all the best in with your trading and all your stuff that's going on at the moment and thanks again for for coming on really appreciate it
0: no worries it's been a pleasure
1: cheers